actually, that's so funny you say that. So what? I call it fun art, not fine art. Okay. It's not going in the art museum. It's fun art. What's wrong with that? Right. He created something. People, when you look at a blank white canvas that's in like the modern museum and they're like, how is that art? It's your interpretation. I, I, who am I to judge? Everybody, welcome back to the Mastermind Thinks podcast. We're super excited today to have a very special guest. Uh, I met like most of my guests, I actually met him on the internet. Go figure, right? The world we're in now. Uh, but I would love to introduce you guys to Denise. Denise, tell the world. How are you doing today, first of all? Start I'm there. Great. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here with you, Chris. And uh, I'm, I'm great. Sweet. So, so first, uh, just for the audience, tell us a little bit about um, yourself um, and what you have going on right now, what you're working on right now. Okay, so I am a certified art teacher. I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio. I taught in the city of Cleveland in the public schools for 20 plus years. And I started my own art business in 2015, uh, like a local paint and sip, which was really fun. <laughs> and then like so many other people, when COVID hit, my business came to a halt and I started online classes. I, you know, most of my customers were mothers and grandmothers from the community. I had about 2000 local followers and I just said, you guys want me to teach your kids some art classes? And they all shared it. So I grew literally from 2000 followers to 30,000 followers in a couple of days. Nice. Yo, that's, that's pretty cool. How long, how long, um, so one, are you still teaching in a traditional sense, like in a school now, or have you left that? I have left that. I uh, wanted to expand beyond the classroom. So I'm a still a certified teacher. I keep up my license. Uh, and now I do, I still actually do schools just virtually. So I'll nice. do, a, I have a, a virtual online classroom. Yeah. So that's so cool. So how long have you been, um, how long ago was it that you jumped out on your own to do the, do it in a more business sense, I guess we'd say. So I started my own business in 2015 Okay. and yeah, so I, it was pretty successful. You know, again, it was really fun. I really enjoy people painting with me and teaching them how to paint. And I would do a lot of corporate events, team building oh, events, uh, schools as well. But you know what I mean? And I love one of the, my passions is also to travel. And so this way I was able to have the freedom to travel when I wanted to and and create when I wanted to. See, that's, that's so good. I think I think one of the things that especially a lot of people I talk to when they jump in, it's the freedom, right? The free, like you said, you could get up and just go travel somewhere else. And if you still had a class, you just jump on a camera and do it, right? Absolutely, yes. Are Are you currently all virtual, or are you still kind of like part piece part virtual and still some live events, or how's that split for you now? So it's starting to pick up right now, uh, but I definitely am not back to where I was when COVID first came out. So I do some, a lot of the companies uh, that are based out of Cleveland, like the large companies are still not back in the office. Ooh. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Progressive or Cleveland Clinic, but they are, you know, they're not in the office. Progressive, I believe they're, they're based here. Their okay. corporate is here and they have a choice to stay in or out. There's so many less team building events. And um, so I'm not doing what I used to. But again, I, now I have the option to go live whenever I want and do yeah. 
stuff like that. That's that's so cool. I think so. Let me ask you this: Was were you already doing anything virtual, or was like COVID like the no? I well, I got to do it virtual now. <laughs> now I am still extremely challenged in technology. So <laughs> the most I would do is at an event, I would go live. So I had a again, I had a Facebook page with about two thousand followers, and I would go live a lot at, if I was at a winery, and I would you know promote the winery that I was at or, or wherever I was, and so but. Other than that, and I usually wasn't on it. I was usually filming everybody and whatever we were creating. So, no, I had not a lot of experience in going live with myself. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Yeah, and that's what I noticed. A lot of people, like, that was the that was the point. It was like, well, I have no other choice now. i got to figure, figure this out, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So uh, for your love of art, where did that originate from? Like, did you growing up always wanted to be an artist, be an art teacher, or is that kind of something you developed later on in, in life? So I think so many uh, things come from tragedy. And mm. uh, when I was 10 years old, my father passed away. Very, he had a heart attack unexpectedly, died quick. And um, I just always kind of enjoyed doodling and drawing and sketching, but that was definitely my outlet. Uh, I just found a lot, I kind of became introverted as a child. I didn't want to leave the house. I was really afraid to leave my mother. <laughs> so, so many things, you know, changed about myself and my personality. So that's really when I kind of found my passion, my go-to, it just really made me feel better. And then people would say, Oh, you can really draw. It just really, you know, helped me in so many different ways. Uh, and that's really where my love of art started. Wow, that's such a, and I think the, the part about it is how you found, how you found that passion and tragedy, right? And, it, and, you know, again, I know at the time that probably was really rough and I understand that. And it's, as you, as you've grown, because like, and, I, and the reason I'm really asking this is because I saw like, I'm looking at your credentials and I'm like, I mean, a, uh, you know, bachelor's degree, the master's degree. And I'm like, I didn't even know you're like, you know, that like, that was the, the path that you, that you would take. Like what made you go the, the, the college route and like to turn into being a teacher versus, Hey, look, I'm just going to do art and be an artist. And cause I, I kind of always see that difference. So I always wondered that. And, well, I'll tell you, so I'm the, so I have two sisters, I'm the middle oh. and I am your typical middle rebellious child. Okay. So <laughs> when, when I was in high school, so now, you know, I'm coming out of my shell in high school. I went to a all girls Catholic high school and, you know, we had a lot of fun. And again, I took all art classes. I was not great academically more because I was having so much fun and I just really wasn't too concerned about academics. But my mother said, you're going to college. You do not have a choice. You're going, I don't care where you go, but you're going to college. <laughs> so if I had my, and thank God that was, I had a forceful, strong mother. And so uh, I said, then I'm going to art school. If, you, if I have to go to college, I'm going to art school. I still didn't want to leave. You know, I still kind of had that attachment to my mom and my home. So I stayed in Cleveland. My other two sisters both went away to college, but I stayed in Cleveland. I went right down the street. Um, and so again, I got, luckily I only applied to one college and I was able to get in. So I went to the Cleveland Institute of Art and loved every minute of it. Again, you know, we were 
creating and learning. And it was just really a great experience, but that's how I ended up there. So it's, I want to say I was driven to like go to art school, but no, I was footloose and fancy free. So <laughs> I love it. But, but I love how that, I love how that, that beats right. Because I feel like a lot of times, um, we, especially when you get into the college conversation, right? You have people that when they rebel, they're just like, look, I'm just not going to go to college. Right. But you were able to say, okay, you know what? I'll beat you halfway. I'll go, but I'm going to do what I love and, and that passion. Was it, was that part hard? Like was your mom supportive? Was, you know, was family supportive that you were getting an art degree or were they kind of like, how do you make money as an artist? Cause I, you know, I hear that a lot in, in the past of where I come from. Right. So it's 50, 50. So again, my mother was like, all right, you can have, so I had my old, my dad's old, 76 Grand Prix. That was she's like, I'm going to give you dad's car. You can take that to college. Um, and so I was driving this big tank. I was the only one in college that had a car. Most of the people lived down at school, but it was great. And she was very supportive until I had to pick my major, which I wanted to major in painting. And she's like, you can't get a job in painting. You need a major in something else. And so I actually majored in graphic design, which I did not enjoy. We didn't even have computer. All right. I'm, I'm, I hate to say we didn't even have computers then. Okay. So everything was by hand. We had to be neat. I like to be a messy painter. Anyway, I did end up with a, a major in graphic design and to progress, I couldn't find a job. And I was not happy with that graphic design job because I didn't have computer experience. I was in a, at the time I was in a fine art college. Today, the Cleveland Institute of Art has a lot of computers, a lot of high tech, more commercial opportunity. But that back then it was, all my professors were smoking Lucky Strike and we were like <laughs> painting with turpentine and smoke. Like we didn't even think about that stuff back then. So, all right, it was the eighties. I'm just going to say that much. <laughs> okay. That's, that's hilarious. So, all right. So, so you've, you've gone to school. Did you go, did you get your master's right after, uh, after your master's or? No, so I, so I was, I did bartend throughout college right down the mm -hmm. street. And then I, um, I did have a, a job in graphic design for a short period of time, but I did not enjoy it. So I went and worked at the mall and I was bartending at night. Uh, and my, my little sister was a teacher, a classroom teacher mm -hmm. teaching uh, special ed and reading. And so she really influenced me to go back to school and get my master's. So I did after about uh, five years after my, I graduated, I went back and got my master's at Case Western Reserve, which is also in Cleveland, uh, in art education. That was in 95. So I, I started teaching in, in the city in 95. And I just really, I got so much joy out of it. And again, I had so many children who came from beautiful families, but so many kids with broken families and no dad. And that was how, you know, unfortunately that was my experience. So I related to so many of the kids and I just wanted them. I was like a pretty fun Archie drum, but to say like, I just want, all you had to do is give me some effort. Let's have fun. You know, I find art so healing and um, yeah, that's so I, I really enjoyed the 20 years that I was there. And so I love that approach. And so, so for you, because again, because, and I, and I hear it because it came from your experience, right? That that's why art was healing. Did you find that over, and, and I, I feel like you did it for long enough where, you know, I, you obviously kept doing it because you found joy in it. Did you feel like your students were, were capturing that joy um, for themselves in art? I 
believe so. And I'm still actually in contact with many of them on social media. So oh, again, wow, that's the, cool. the positive aspects of social media, it really helps small business owners like myself, as well as staying in touch with people that I would never have been in touch with. So especially when I went virtual, so many of them saw me. And so they'll still reach out to me and comment and stuff like that. And so I believe so. I believe there was a really good connection there. That's so, that's so cool. And so, and now as we, so now as we come forward, right, you said like 2015, you started um, your business. I'll give them the business name real quick. So they know what artists at heart paint party. Got it. And so you started doing in-person events. And so was when you first started doing the in-person, uh, were those more corporate clients? Was there a mix of corporate and like the school thing or how did that transition? It was, mo so I don't have a brick and mortar. I was a traveling okay. art party. I still am a traveling art party. And I would come to wherever the event was. So I was going to churches and corporate events a lot of house parties. So for whatever reason, the people wanted to have a party at their house for a bachelorette or a family gathering, I would come in with everything. They would pick what they wanted to create. And so I would say it was definitely more house parties and wineries than corporate, but I still did corporate things as well. Yeah. And, and so, and so I've personally never, I've heard of, you know, wine and sips and, uh, and all the different like variations of it. So when you come, um, so we invite you and say, hey, we're having this event. We would love for you to come and, and host. Um, and are you telling us what we're painting? Are you are you like giving us a list of ideas of like what we're going to create? Or how does that how does that process work in the party? And no, I'm just going to let you know that it's probably 99% women. This is what yeah. they like to do. You know what I mean? They sneak out of the house on a Monday. It's usually like a Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, or Wednesday night when they can get away and meet their girlfriends or again, but it's usually women and uh, they can select if it's a private house party, they'll tell me what they want to do. I have a church that just reached out to me and they're like, we're looking for a winter landscape. So I'll send them some ideas for winter <laughs> landscapes. And then, so usually the customer knows what they're going to paint. So I have it done. Sometimes someone goes completely off the grid and does whatever they want to. So I always bring, I'll give them a palette of the paint that's for that canvas, but I always bring every other color because a lot of times people, men especially, <laughs> don't want to follow the rules. They want to do their own thing. So that's, again, that's always an option. That's, the, that's so cool. And um, it's because it's one of those things that I've always wanted to experience and I just, it, it's just, I haven't gotten the opportunity yet. How, so let me ask you this, cause I always wanted this transition now, right? So in person obviously makes sense. Like you said, you bring all the stuff and, and we go through And So I'm assuming you're also kind of teaching in a sense too, where you're like giving them some techniques. Is that also part of that? Yes, it is. I try not to, cause a lot of them have never painted before. So as an example, like you, it's a great date night, by the way. So, you know, if you're looking for something fun and different to do, you can find your local paint and sip. They're all over the place. And, uh, but it is a really fun, you just gotta go, especially if they give you a glass of wine. <laughs> you know? um, you can do it without, I'm not promoting alcohol here. Right? It takes the edge off, so, all right. Uh, but, I forgot the question. What was your question about? Oh, oh, technique. Were you, do you, are you kind of giving them some technique? I definitely will. But I, again, I don't want to overlook, uh, overwhelm them. And so yeah. many times people are, the most intimidating thing is the 
is the white canvas and just getting it the paint on it right so then once we get it coated i again i will teach them step by step how to do and i usually work from the background to the foreground i'll explain that to them and yes i will teach them simple little techniques uh depending so so then when you when you switch over the virtual how does that then work when you do a party are you giving them a list of what they have to go buy or are you like prepackaging and sending it or so when it again when it first happened and i was yeah. so i snowballed in two days and a woman from the community said i'm going to help you so she actually taught me how to in in 24 hours she taught me how to use Streamyard. i don't know if you're familiar with that yeah, yeah. platform she had me sign up for a youtube channel i never had youtube before oh. Uh, so it was like a crash course and she said, I'm going to help you pull this off. When I went live, so Monday, March 16th, I called it lunch and learn at noon. People were like, what time zone? I'm, I'm like, I'm in Cleveland. Where are you? I had 20,000 people watching me. I couldn't, I know, I know that was the, awesome. so it's March 16th. The schools are shut down. No one's at work. Some of the dads were on conference calls and the moms were like, what am I going to do with my kids? So yes. People were asking me for a supply list, and I said, use whatever you have in the house. We're having a pandemic. Pencil, paper, crayons, whatever you guys have. And then I was teaching where they could use whatever they want. But those mothers wanted a very specific supply list every day. And I kept saying, I'm going to do this for free until I thought COVID was going to last a week. I was like, I'm going to do lunch and learn every day for free, you guys. And... Um, this businesswoman that was helping me kept trying that first week for me to sell it. And I was just like, it's a pandemic. I can't sell this. I want to help the world. You know, that's me. Help the world. You guys, everybody calm down. We're going to get through this. Let's make art. You know, that was my, so I will tell you that's how uh, Amazon came into this whole, it just, everything keeps evolving. So Eventually, I broke down and said, all right, I'll give you a supply list. <laughs> so I got, you know, very specific in what colors they wanted and the size brushes and the size canvas. And uh, a, a gentleman named Jim Fuse, who I think you know, Jim was streaming on StreamYard. And I said, I, could I use some, I need some help on Amazon. I have people who want supplies and I just tell them to use whatever they want. But Jim actually is like, I'm going to, I'm going to help you get on Amazon. So because I did have this large following, he helped me and I was able to become an Amazon influencer. I'm not, you know, what a creator, let's say Amazon creator. And now I can t actually tag products and, you know, try them and test them and, and play in the products and then actually sell them as well. Oh, I can't hear you. There we go. <laughs> I'm not used to it. So it's funny. I have to edit this out, but I'm at my mom's house. Oh. And so I forget that she has a house phone. And so I didn't think anything about it. Like, <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Landline. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. I'm going to add that. Um, so how, so how has your, how's your experience with Amazon? Have, have you been doing lives on Amazon or, or just using the, uh, the associates program what's your experience so far with that so i have been on amazon now for a couple of years and with uh, streamyard i was able to stream my classes youtube 
Facebook and Amazon simultaneously. The, what was, I got a no, no, because I wasn't focusing quite enough on the product as much as what I was teaching. So I, even though I was using the products, I was, you know, like, Oh, this is how you do it. And so I actually, if when I stream now, I stream separately to Amazon because then I can focus just on the products. And then when I stream to Facebook or YouTube, I focus more on the art lesson. And I'll talk about the products that I'm using and I can tag the products that I'm using. Uh, that's actually somewhere I, I also want to go like start doing is specific art lessons using very specific art supplies that are on Amazon, which again, I kind of been in the middle there, right? <laughs> I'd like for everybody to join me and I want them to use, they don't have to use exactly what I'm using. Yeah. So, and so let me ask you this before you, before you, before the kind of the Amazon switch, right? Cause um, the the whole term content creator, right? Was that even a thought in your head, or you were just like, "Look, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm an artist, and I'm trying to do classes and, and get it to the people." And then it just, oh, I guess this is what I'm doing. It, it was. I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. It was <laughs> not intentional, uh, and again, it was people wanted to do. I was live. I stayed live March, April, May, three months. It kept me busy. I had no jobs. It gave me a reason to get up and shower and put makeup on and teach a lesson, right? Otherwise, I would have laid in bed drinking coffee and wondering what was going to happen to the world. Yeah. It kept me busy. I had so many wonderful people following me and commenting and sending me cards in the mail. And it was it was really just a gift to me as much as it was to them. So, uh, but then I was like, I gotta make some money. You know, I'm a small business owner. I'm me, myself and I. So, um, yeah. So then that's, I started getting help and creating a new website and figuring out how I could pay. Now I have over 300 art videos. So I have a, a, a subscription group and they're all packaged in there. All those 300 plus videos with printable templates in case they're real little or they just want a coloring sheet. And uh, so, yeah, Amazon, you all of that. I had, it was not a planned venture. That, oh man, that's, that's so cool. So amazing because I love, I, I love how sometimes you have to naturally adapt or like you said, you were just like, I was just doing a thing and then, Oh, <laughs> here I am now. Let's and so how long was it before you actually said like the subscription thing? Like, I think that's really cool for content creators because a lot of times they won't. So like our audience are entrepreneurs and content creators. And so we're always trying to give them those little tips and nuggets of like um, a way that they can monetize what they do. How long was it before you were like, Oh, I can package these videos. Was that even kind of like a, you just created them all. And they were like, I got to do something with it. Or was that forethought? No, it wasn't forethought. I had all these videos and, and again, a lot of the kids were still uh, homeschooled. I had homeschool kids that were still creating with me, military families around the country. A lot of the kids were going back and forth uh, from school and, you know, not every day. I don't know if you remember that stage where the kids were going like every other day because they didn't want yeah. the whole school in the building or, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, so no, then I would, and again, I really did enjoy teaching these lessons. So I was like, what, what can I do? And so I thought creating a website with all of these would be, and at the time, a lot of the schools were also hiring me for paid virtual, but live. So they, the kids would watch me live and they would create with me step by step. 
So I would, almost all 300 videos are recorded live with an audience. So then I used StreamYard and if they wanted to come on and share that their artwork, they could. So I would give them the link. And then if they, at the end, you know, they would come on and share whatever they created or just to say hi, it was very sweet. So now I go live about once a week and then it goes into the video vault. So it keeps, I keep adding to it. That's man, that's so cool. And wh where's your, um, so aside from the Amazon live for the content that you're putting into the vault, um, where are you streaming that to? Is that YouTube and Facebook or where are you streaming that? Usually YouTube and Facebook. Okay. And I don't put, I think right now I have maybe a hundred videos on YouTube, so I don't have all of them on there. And they're all, and the, of course, so the YouTube doesn't have the principal templates. My Facebook, so I, you guys, I have a free Facebook group and then I have a subscription group on Facebook. So the free Facebook group has about 1500 people. You can join Artists at Heart Paint Party. And then in there, you'll see um, some of my live videos. And then under the files tab, I have all the principal templates. I have a lot of teachers in those groups. So the teachers can utilize if we're doing pumpkins this month. I just did actually a, a what it Bats. I did a, you know, Stella Luna, the book Stella Luna. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I did the Stella. I Sometimes I read a book. So I read Stella Luna and then we made bats. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. So let me. So and, and I think what I'm loving about your story is really how organic it was, right? How like you didn't even because you, you feel like some people get their story. And they're like, yes, I sat down and I was like, I'm going to sell this thing to these people. And like, so in your story, even now, like, do you even have, say, one target audience or is it kind of like it's so spread out because there's so, such different? Because I've heard you talk about, you know, the stay at home or the uh, the homeschool kids and then the schools and then there's some corporate and there's just some ladies who want to just get together. Like, does that make it hard for you or is that? It, it does. And, you know, I, I went to the Amazon event in May in Orlando and I went to a Facebook event in Washington in the same month and they say you you need to have like a target audience well right. and that was again hard for me I don't want to say because I have women in Texas who are in their 70s who are yearly subscribers and then I have kindergartners so I hate to say it, it's for you but not for you that's right. what I mean I Right now, my focus is on school, and I have to tell you, I use my faith and prayer a lot to guide yeah. me. So, I right now, I my goal is to really get this to schools, and I, I just donated the subscription to um, uh, like hospitals, sick kids in the hospital. Oh, They're still not doing any activities, group activities. In hospitals, so the kids are. Let's just say they're in their bed. You know, I this uh, subscription group has an app, so they can pull up any video on their app with a box of crayons or a pencil nice. and just create. And again, you know, they're they're fun little lessons. So I just that's my goal right now is to get it into kids' hands and know that they can create no matter what state they're in. It's for all ages and abilities. But yes, it's, it has been hard to target just one age. And so let me ask you this, has, because I've used the term, I keep using the term organic, right? Was, was, was a lot of the growth organic in the sense of like, these are, you know, it's just people that you kind of met along the way or found you on the internet. Like, is there any, uh, 
what am I trying to say? Targeted advertising in a sense, or is it kind of like you just been doing your thing and people find you? Uh, I'm working on the advertising part. I just have to say, I just a week ago started into that avenue. So the 2,000 followers that I initially had were local in Cleveland, mostly women and mothers and grandmothers, right? Who would join me at these events. And again, the power of social media, they shared it in two days. I jumped from 2,000 to 30,000. And it was just a post that said, do you guys want me to do some online art classes? And they all shared it. So that's when it went national. And then when we went live, we had people in Jamaica, West West Africa, South Africa. I'm sorry. I mean, it was, and um, all over the world is all I'm going to tell you. The majority yeah. was the country, but we had people saying, we're here, we're here. You know, they were in the chat telling us where they were. And we were like, it was unbelievable. So I have really, I've done a little bit of advertising on Facebook. Not much. Because I, I, then I started doing paid live events on Facebook using okay. that platform. Especially like if it was Halloween, I would do like, you know, a $10 event there. And um, so I was doing advertising for that, but I've kind of stepped away from that. Uh, and my next goal will be to focus on my subscription group and again, try to get it more for kids. But kids are on social media. Kids are not on the social media that I'm on. Like, again, it's their parents, right? So yeah. it's the moms or the dads, I, you know, but it's the parents that are on the social media. And again, that's why it's also been a little bit challenging. Got you. And then so, and then let me ask you this just in, in again, because I know you kind of moved to virtual because of the force, right? Do you actually like virtual or would you prefer it in person? Or is it kind of like, hey, you know what? I, I like both now since it's available. Well, I love virtual. I'm in my bedroom. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys have no idea what's on the waist down, right? Many people. No, I do have shorts on. But I mean, plenty of times I've had pajamas. So you love those stories. I, it's so nice to go live whenever I want to. You know, again, I can travel whenever I want to. I can do it. Uh, the freedom. You know what I mean? I I just love the freedom. One of having my own business, and two now having the option to be virtual and reaching way more places than I ever thought I could, you know, than I would local. But I still love in person. You know, it's still really fun. I still love teaching people how to create and watching them be surprised at what they they were able to accomplish. But I love teaching virtually. I mean, it's really fun. That's that's a. There we go. Landline, you guys. <laughs> Landline alert. What was I thinking? Um, it, uh, what, so one of the things I also wanted to ask too is right. We, so, I just, so I just read this book. I, I joined this book club because I was like, ah, I don't get to read enough. Let me do it. And, and the book was, I can't even pronounce the word. It's like Akigi or something like that. It's some like Japanese thing about being uh about loving what you do and like how to live long life. And like what I love about everything I'm hearing you say is like, you've been doing this <laughs> for so long. Like your life has been around art. Is art also your hobby as well? Or is it kind of like a, you know, I do it over here and it's work and it's a passion, but I got other stuff that I'd rather do in my free time per se, or, or is it art is just your life? And, 
Well, I will say that art and drinking wine are two of my favorite things. <laughs> and they went hand in hand. I'm sorry, that's funny, but it's true. So when I was a teacher and I was teaching art, I did get burnt out and I was like, I didn't want to make art. It just, you know, it's God bless teachers. They, the blood, sweat, and tears that they put into education and into the teaching kids. And I think even now, so my sister, along with all my other educator friends are saying the kids are finally at this point, kind of getting back to learning how to socialize again and, and um, being yeah. back in the classroom. But it took a while. Like last year was rough. It was rough for everybody. So, so I did get burnt out with art and I, I did not want to create outside of the classroom. Now I, I do love it when I was, so I was painting every single day you know, because I had all this paint and I had all these canvases and all, you know, I didn't have any more jobs. So I was painting every day. And then I started and I kept telling people, just pay it forward. I don't want money. I want you guys to pay it forward. So when I would get an Amazon delivery, I would give them a painting or whoever showed up at my house. I was like, you can't leave without a painting because I have like <laughs> paintings. And I had done these paintings already. These were like from my, you know, collection of paintings. So, um, so now it's a combination. I do, again, I almost got burnt out and now being on Amazon and, and experimenting with all these other supplies. So I've been playing a lot with like black canvas and neon paints on black canvas, uh, mm. along with watercolors and like different kinds of markers. And so I'm experimenting much more now than I used yeah. to, which is really, really fun. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a hobby. Yeah, you know, it's both. That's so cool. That's and that, that's why I was asked that because I think that's even for me, like content creation is work for me, but it's what I love to do. And so I get to do it all the time. And like so I always I always wonder that a lot of times. Um here, fun question that's just randomly popped in my head. Is spin art really art? Is spin art? Yeah, spin art, you know the guys that <laughs> I've never done it. I think yeah. Any kind of creating is art. And actually, that's so funny you say that. So what? I call it fun art, not fine art. Okay? It's not going in the art museum. It's fun art. What's wrong with that? Right? He created something. People, when you look at a blank white canvas that's in, like, the modern museum, and they're like, how is that art? It's your interpretation. I, I, who am I to judge? Whatever you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But I'm not going to tell someone that, that their creation is not artwork. Right? That's, that's so funny yeah i just it just i don't know why that just hit me like that because i'm thinking of the you know those things that come on the news right i'm like i know i don't know art at all I like and they're like oh this banana peel taped to a, <laughs> a thing so for all this money you're like what do we do <laughs> so one of the things i love to do when i do if i do a quick live so i just this summer i went to denver and they had the <laughs> most beautiful train station so i like to go live and be is this art is this amazing train station these pillars the ceiling and there's if i t had to tell you my dream it would be to go live around the world and ask people if this is art you know is this water fountain this like beautiful sculpted water fountain is this a piece of art is this floor art where was i i was in all right, fort lauderdale's airport and they have this a candy shop with these like glass lollipop ceiling. I'm like, this is beautiful. Would people even see this? Like so many people just walk right past it. I'm like, is this art? Would you guys consider this art? So it's really, 
in the eye of the beholder, but I just want people to open up their eyes and experience the world around them. And then, you know, you make the call, you tell me, you know, but you got to see it first. You know what I mean? That's so cool. Like I literally could, I literally could see that being a, a channel, like a whole nother channel for you. And just like, Hey, I'm just traveling guys. Is this and like people would tune into that because that's so, it's so different. And then especially if you're showing people things that, you know, you never see, like, you know, I've never, um, I take it. I've been to Denver, but I have not seen what you're talking about. Right. And it goes, Oh man, maybe next time I go, I got to go see this because you've showed it. Um, wow. That's so cool. I never, <laughs> then you have me like thinking. <laughs> and even as we're driving, like I'm so many times we're driving, I'm like, slow down. Cause you know, the, the sound walls across when you're on the highway yeah. and some of them have really beautiful designs in the concrete or like birds in them. And I just wonder who do people, are people noticing this? So I'll try to do a real quick video as we're doing that. But again, like you just have to look for it and um, cause it's all around us. It's, it's not in just an art museum or, you know, like the spinning painting, it's all around us, you know, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so um, have you, so uh, has for you in art, has selling the art itself ever been a thing inside your bubble or have you just been like, I'd rather get paid to create it and give it away. Or like you were saying, every time somebody comes by, you give them something. I did. So I, I did start uh, selling my artwork a little bit out of college and then a little bit when I stopped teaching and okay. I needed a name. So when I was teaching, like right towards the end of teaching, I started doing art shows and I needed a name. So I was like artist at heart. Okay. So in Ohio, I'm artist at heart LLC. Okay. That's like my legal name. And, uh, I had no idea there were many other artists at hers, but I needed a name. That was it. And so uh, I was doing the art shows. And then when I started doing the paint parties, I added paint party on it. So it was artists at her paint party. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is such a major conversation. Like so many ways that it can go because um, art, art to me has always been, I always felt like outside looking into art. I never felt, but like when you talk about it, it's like, oh, like it's inclusive. Like I could, it doesn't, I don't have to take an art history class to understand the, the strokes and the Rembrandt and why he, you know, that kind of thing. I can just appreciate it. And that's what I, I love that you're showing and bringing um, as you move forward. Right. And so you're kind of doing the virtual stuff here. Um, you did say that one of your passions is getting art to the kids that, you know, making it accessible what is what is the business side of it look like for you just creating more content or do you um like you, the idea you just gave about that would be a great you know youtube channel are are those the kind of things that you're looking forward to or is it just kind of expanding what you're already doing my you know my goal like my, i call it my little baby it would be my so artistofhurt.org is my website and that's where that houses all my video vault. So that would be, again, my goal would be to get it into the kids of all ages and abilities. I, you know, because they really want me to focus on a grade, I say, okay, like elementary school, kindergarten through fifth grade. But I have friends who are middle school teachers who are using it with her, their middle school kids and they love it. Yeah. So, uh, that again, that's my little, that's my big goal. And then my other one, like if I, if I had to do whatever, I would love to travel the world again and focus on 
this is art, you guys, this is art, or even clothes or shoes or, you know, is this art? And then I, so the YouTube channel, I've only done, well, my Amazon is over there when I'm streaming Amazon and then my art video. So I haven't done any, hey, do you guys think of this as art? And I don't, like, you're, you're way more techie. Do I create a new channel or do I make it part of the other one? You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I don't know. Yeah, for, for me, again, listening to you talk, like, I think it could fit into what you're already doing. Because, again, like, just again, a lot of this is because just the passion that you're pouring off, right, is that you're literally, you are, um, look, I just blanked out. Uh, business name again was? Art, artist, art, artist, artist at heart. Yeah. And like, to me, that speaks to, that speaks to that name because you're like, art is everywhere. Art is life. And so it's not just me painting or teaching you how to draw this or paint this or color this, right? It's let's appreciate what's out there in the world. And I feel like that is all encompassed in your brand. And that's why I ask that because I don't, even the people that I've had conversations with, they have a passion, but a lot of times their passion is kind of tied to money, right? And I and yeah, we got to make money. We got bills to pay, right? But, um, but like, you, I want to say you're one of the first ones that I've talked to that your passion just comes at, through camera over the internet. It just pours out so much where you're getting me excited. I'm like, I, I know that I'm not, <laughs> nobody would buy a painting that I would make, but like you make me want to go, huh, well, let me just take time and like see if this is a good hobby for me, if it's something that would relax me, um, you know, the tip of it's a great, it's a great date. And I think, right. Like those kind of things. And so like, I'm getting so excited, like listening to you talk about it. So that's why I asked that question, because I think, I think what you have to bring to the world to share with the world, um, is very valuable. And so I just honestly, selfishly just wanted to make sure that you are pursuing something greater in what you're doing, expanding what you're doing, because there's so many people that don't have access to that, you know? And thank you so much for saying that I did it. I was in an in-person party and the woman had a, a watch on mm -hmm. and she said that her blood pressure, her heart rate had dropped so much in two hours of creating with me. She's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe my heart rate is so calm and so low. And a lot of people, said how it calmed them down again it, we're all in this crisis you know initially we were like all panicking in this crisis and how calming and just having that every day at noon to focus on the thing the hardest part is to let go of your outcome you let go it's about mm -hmm. the process not the product that's what i like to tell people it's the process so of creating let it go you know i said i don't care if you give it away as a white elephant gift if it goes under your bed or you save it and you watch how you evolve because you will evolve it's like anything else the more you do it the better you get at it right so i'm sure lebron james still practices basketball right every day i'm sure and he just gets better and better Artists like cooking or anything else, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. And then you're, you're also going to get some sense of calming, almost like a mindfulness, a mindfulness activity. That's, oh man, that's so good. Um, man, that, <laughs> that's so good. Let the people know where, um, again, where they connect you, let them know the website again and where they can connect with you on social media so they can find out more about what you have going on. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> That's my life. 
I love it. Yeah, artists at heart.org. So everyone that knows me knows that's me, right? I, I am not delicate. I am a bull in a shy shop. I'm that middle child, all right, you guys? This is what I've been going through. So yeah, even how many years later? No, it's, the, but this is my website, artistedheart.org, you guys. If they're listening to it and they can't see it, you missed a big, funny blooper. Um, and yeah. artistedheart.live is is the Amazon. But artistedheart.org is the website. You can find all the other channels there. I will tell you, just because it goes with this funny thing, one time I passed out on camera and the kids, <laughs> I don't, I think I was dehydrated and it was, it was a couple years ago. My family is still like, you would have like a million hits if you, but I blocked it. I took it down. So I was like in this fake makeshift studio, I had lamps set up and I was like, you guys, I'm not feeling so good. I think I gotta, I gotta continue this another day. And and I couldn't get to the mouse to shut it off. And I went like timber down, the lamps fell over. You see my shadow. That's all you see is my shadow. You hear broken glass and they're, and they all know me because they have been creating with me for so long. So they're messaging me. They're contacting my sisters. They're like, mom, I think something's wrong with Denise. Oh, no. I went down like a big tree. Let me just tell you live on camera. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a good behind the scenes of like, hey, look, <laughs> drink your water because this could happen. Um, you said that. I can't remember. I was watching um, on Amazon. Uh, you're talking about Jim, but uh, Chris Stone, one of the guys that he does videos for, the guy goes to put up a hammock and he ties it to a pole and ties the other into a ladder and hops in the hammock and it just tumbles live. And he just, he just jumps up out of it and goes, well, that wasn't smart. Uh, so back to this. It was just like, oh, live streaming. Live is so amazing. Oh, and, you guys... and it's fun. It is fun. That's, I wanted, I was so excited to do this with you. You know, I just enjoy it. Oh, man. This is so amazing. I, look, I appreciate you taking the time to come and, and just the, the honesty and vulnerability that you were able to give and telling your story because I feel like stories help other people that are going through things and go, oh, well, if she could do that, I, I can do this because she had the power to get through it. She was able to find the creativity and the passion. And and so I just appreciate you taking that time um, to come out here. Um, any, any last words for the, for the people? I, I say, um, be happy, make art, think outside the box. That, that's what I have to say. And, you know, thank God for everything. Sorry, I'm going to have to say no, that. All good. That's number one in my life. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. I love that you are open about it. That's always the, that's always the thing. And so I appreciate it. Um, again, guys, make sure that you connect, check out the description down below, um, whether you're listening or you're on YouTube watching, I'll have all the links uh, down there so that you can connect with the niece and uh, hopefully you'll, she'll release that other video so you can see it as well. Cause if, if you're listening, you need to come watch the video, at least for that, that part of the clip. So you can see it was the best. Um, I don't, I don't even think I'm going to edit this video. I literally think I'm going to leave all of the phone ringing and all of the, the, the stuff in here. Cause it was amazing. And the next time the phone rings, I want you to show the landline. Because oh, kids, some kids have never even seen a landline. Isn't that funny with the cord? Yep. You know? And it's and that's why and it's a corded phone back. That's what makes it so bad is it's actually the corded one, and I can't unplug it because then the wireless ones won't work. 
Love it. Oh my gosh. Again, thank, thank you, you so Maddie. much. <laughs> That's thank amazing. You. It was You're great. Welcome. All right. See you guys in the next episode of Mastermind Thanks Podcast.